This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. We've been talking about guidance, looking for God's guidance. Just what, I'm going to recap just a little bit from last week, but we talked about last week not looking on the outside to determine how God is guiding you. So we're not looking for external factors to determine how is, is this the Lord guiding me or not. Sometimes people have done that. And I was thinking about early on when, the, when Joy and I were first married, we were in Bible school. I was selling in the, in the evenings, I was selling insurance door to door. It's a hard job and well, we, were, we were facing some challenging times. And I can remember this, they, had, they were building some uh, new construction and they just had just paths I could, I could walk on. And I just go out in the woods and walk on these paths and pray. But I kept praying that God would do something spectacular, show me something spectacular, you know, show, show me something. And that, that's a common thought is that, that we want God to do something on the external so that we know that he loves us or that we know that, that, we, can, that we can have an answer here. And, and really, that's not how he operates. And the Bible doesn't tell us to look for external things to determine how God is moving in your life or if God is moving in your life. And so I, I, I thought about that because I got frustrated. I was like, Lord, you know, you need to do something. I realize I'm the only one that's ever done that. But I, I was frustrated and, and I, wanted, I wanted to see something. I wanted something to be visible on the outside. And that's common, but we, we find it's not the way he leads us. And so, you, you know, the thoughts sometimes come and I've heard people say, well, why didn't God just do it this way? And I thought, you know, that's probably not uh, a good use of time. It's trying to argue with God on how things should be done. If I was God, I would do it this way. I think what we, what we have to come to a place is, as we realize, is that God's way is the right way. And it's the best way. Now, whether or not it fits with us or not, that's not the issue. And so... We want, something to, we want something to be moved on the outside. We want to see something on the outside. And so I just want to encourage you. That's not, that's not the way to pray. I'm going to, give you some, I'm going to give you some ideas on that tonight. But that, that's not the way to pray. Lord, show me something out here. Lord, make them do something. Have you been praying that? God, make, make my brother-in-law get saved. You know, have you realized that God's already paid the price for your brother-in-law to be saved already? So it really is a matter of having your brother-in-law simply receive the salvation that's available to him. So instead of saying, God, make my brother-in-law get saved, listen, if God was going to make us get saved, he'd have made all of us get saved. It's always going to be a free choice. And so you want to begin to pray in line with how do the scriptures tell us to pray? How do the scriptures tell us to seek God for wisdom? How do the scriptures tell us? And so that gives us the pattern. And then when you begin to understand the pattern, you're not looking for something out here. It, it'll bring peace to you because you realize I'm not looking for something on the external to show me that God's, I, I'm looking on the inside. Remember the Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs has said the spirit of man is the candle or the lamp of the Lord and lightening all the inward parts. That's where he, he, he speaks to us is on the inside. So, the principle, key principle of the Bible that we can't get away from is this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, we, that's how we came into the kingdom. Very few of us 
have had visions of Jesus. Now, I know there are people that do. In fact, if you ever read, want to read some fascinating stories in the Middle East right now, Muslim countries, a lot of them have seen visions of Jesus. Pretty amazing. Most of us have not. I'll just, we'll just take a quick poll. How many of you, before you got saved, you actually saw a vision of Jesus? Got anybody in? Don't see anybody. Now, I'm not trying to be funny. It's, that's, that's, for the most part, that's us. I didn't see a vision. You didn't see a vision. What happened? We heard. We heard someone tell us the story. Maybe it was a Bible story someone told you when you were a kid. And when you got older, you remembered that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And you remember that God raised him from the dead. And all you really need to do is accept him in your heart and life. And you did that. And when you did, you did that by faith. You didn't do that by, by feeling. You might have had some feelings, but you didn't do it by feeling. You did it by faith. Lord, I believe you. I believe. I didn't see Jesus on the cross, but I believe he was there. I didn't see him die, but I believe he did. I didn't, believe, I didn't see him come out of the tomb, but I believe he did. And so what this is, this is based on what we believe. People say, well, you know what? I, just, I cannot believe anything I can't see. Can you see your brain? <laughs> but you believe you got one. We could debate it, but we, you believe you got one. No, the, the idea is this. We, we come to the Lord by faith, and then we walk with him by faith. And that's, I think sometimes we come to him by faith, and then we, that stops. No, it, we begin to walk with him by faith. And it, it is a faith walk. And as, as we realize that, here's what, here's what it helps you. It helps you not live by your feelings. Because I want to tell you something. Your feelings can lie to you. You can, get up, you can get up someday and you can get ready to come to church and your feelings go, oh dear God, you're a horrible Christian. You're a sorry excuse for a Christian. I don't know why you're even going to church. Those people don't even like you there. They say they're friendly, but they're faking it. You're fine. This is horrible. And then Joyce says, no, you're the pastor. You've got to go to church. <laughs> We can't go by feelings. Listen, if we went, went by feelings, listen, some of you, if you went by feelings, you wouldn't have gone to work this morning. You didn't get up and go, praise God, it's a great day to go to work. <laughs> you, you got up and you went, oh dear God, another day. What day is it? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Hallelujah. And there's church tonight. Okay, I'm going to go. And then you got there and your boss said, how you doing? You went, Great, good to be here. Good to, good to see you. Some of you fought all the way to church, came in the building and smiled to everybody like, it's all good. Argued all the way here. Get in the church, you're like, praise God. Good to see y'all. How y'all? <laughs> so we can't, go, we can't go by feelings. We, we have to walk by faith. We can't go by here. People say, I, I, I feel like my prayers are not going any higher than the ceiling. Listen, I, I, I believe that when we pray, the Lord hears us when we pray whether I feel it or not. So the principle is, if we're going to be led and guided by God, we're going to have to exercise faith that he loves us, he will guide us, and then we do it his way. Now, here's, here's let me just give you a couple of things that you want to take a, take a look at and think about. And, and this is this first one, I'm going to give you scripture for it. Favorable situations are not always the Lord's leading. Favorable situations. <laughs> Have any of you ever like taking a job 
that on when you first looked at it, it looked really good. And then you went to work there. And you went, oh my gosh, what have I done? Anyone ever done that? You don't have to raise your hand because um, a lot of us have. But, but everything looked good. You know, it actually happened to Paul. Remember when Paul was on the, the boat to Rome and uh, he was a prisoner, he was on the boat to Rome. And, and in Acts, Acts 27, he said, you know what? He said, I perceive this voyage is going to be with, with loss. He said, we could die. He said, I, I perceive. Paul, Paul didn't say, Lord, he just said, I have a perception. We, uh, the word calls it a hunch, but we just simply call it an inward knowing. He said, I have a perception. But they didn't listen to Paul. Go ahead and put that scripture up, guys, if you can. He said, because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter there. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. Well, if you know the rest of the story, they get, on, they get in this boat and this south wind is blowing softly. They're like, ooh. They're probably looking at Paul like, see, now this, there's a soft wind. It's a south wind blowing softly. We're going to go. And right around the corner was a hurricane. They got them caught up for like a couple of weeks, and they got in the middle of it. How many of you realize that, that we make make all the decisions and we look at everything. I think it's good to look at this. I think it's good to, to analyze get all the facts. But how many of you know you can't see around the corner? But God can. Before I, before I started, before we started the, the, uh, the ark, I, I was given an opportunity in 1996. And you've heard me tell this story. A guy called me. He was one of my clients when I was with the staff. He called me. He asked me to come in. He told me, I had, he had an opportunity. We talked about it. I would have been a national sales manager for them. Uh, he was putting up cell phone towers in 1996. And can you imagine? You're talking about a, a business that was nothing but on the rise. And I had an opportunity. I was going to be their national sales manager. He, you know, he's saying roughly, you know, a good year, you're going to talk about a quarter million dollars. Soft wind. That's a south wind blowing softly. That looked really good. I mean, that looked really good. That looks good now. Much less in 1996. That looked really good. But here's what I'm saying. If I went simply by favorable conditions, I would have taken that job. So what I'm saying is I'm not saying that favorable conditions are bad. I'm just saying is pray about it. Don't get quiet. Listen. Just pray about it. In all, our, in all our ways, acknowledge him, and he can direct our paths. Listen, there's, you can't see around the corner. He can. And he can let you know things. And so there have been jobs I did not take. There was a girl I did not marry. Thank you, Lord. Because it would have it it wound up bad. Didn't look bad at the time. We were in college. We were in love. We, we actually looked alike. People thought we were brother and sister. She was obviously a prettier version. People thought we were brother. Everything looked like it was, it, was, it was perfect. When we began to pray, the Lord had something different in mind. Thank you. Joy was engaged. 
but she prayed about it. She was engaged to a, a man who was uh, the son of an extremely wealthy man. He was the 6'4", blonde hair, blue-eyed, looked like a Viking. He's like a genius, play all kinds of musical instruments. It looked, that's that south wind blowing softly. <laughs> and she prayed about it. And it ended. She got five foot ten me. <laughs> she won the marriage lottery getting me. No, no, I, no. I won the marriage lottery getting her. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? Just because things look favorable doesn't mean it's God. That's not bad news, guys. That's okay. You can at least ask. Lord, what do you think? Okay, here's another one. Maybe you'll like this one more. Negative circumstances are not always the Lord trying to tell us something. Am I just getting all over y'all religious? I feel like I'm kicking over religious cows tonight. I can hear them mooing off in the distance. No, listen, negative things, and you've heard people say that. All, all hell busts loose, and, and, and what do people say? Somebody's trying to tell you something. Ever heard that? Somebody's trying to tell you something. Well, let's, let's, let's look at Paul. Remember Paul? Remember the last time we left him? The, the, the south wind was blowing softly. Then they hit a hurricane. Then the whole boat broke up. Then they, they wound up on an island, and it was cold and rainy, Acts 28. It said, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his arm. That's a snake. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom although he's escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook, the, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, when they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead, but after they looked a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Okay, so Paul gets snake bit, and the natives say, he's a murderer. He deserved that. You know, he got what was coming to him. Then he shook it off in the fire, shook the snake off, and they, they're, all, they're all watching. He's going to swell up like a toad frog, man, just, just, and just die. And he didn't. They're like, oh, he's a god. Which tells us that we're not qualified to judge a lot, are we? But here's the deal. The negatives had nothing to do with God's leading and guiding. There are snakes in life. So I, I, was, I was thinking we got different camps. One group says that if you're going through a difficult time, you don't have faith. One group says uh, you did something wrong. One group, one group says God is trying to tell you something. Sometimes, guys, there's just snakes in life. Sometimes there's just COVID-19. Sometimes there's just stuff we deal with. You know, Joy and I both got COVID-19 in uh, June, both of us, same time. Actually, I had it and shared it with her. And uh, <laughs> she really appreciated that. And when we got that, and now maybe y'all said something, but we didn't look at one another and go, maybe God's trying to tell us something. That wasn't God trying to tell us something. 
there's a virus going out. I probably went to a place I shouldn't have, a gym, and got it. Got it, gave it to her. Here's the victory in it. You say, well, God's trying to do, no, no, God wasn't in that. Here's what God was in. Both of us came out of it and we're strong and healthy today. So that's, so you, you say, you can't take every negative circumstance and go, huh, that's God trying to tell me something. When we were, when we were building this building, I actually bought this property. We had um, this access road that goes out to the feeder. Well, we had a, an agreement with uh, Mr. DeMontron and he was going to let us do it. Well, we went in to get things finalized and he backed out of it and said he wasn't going to do it. Now, we weren't going to have an access road. Y'all been here back before COVID when we were packed out. We got traffic. Could you imagine if we didn't have that road to the feeder? That was, a, well, when, that, when they came and told me that, I didn't go, well, I guess God's trying to tell us something. No, we just locked our horns in. We go, Lord, we know that you called us here. We know that you, you ordained us to be here. We believe you'll open that up. And he changed his mind within like a week. And that whole thing got done. Noah Way, our, our interest to Gladstale, they told us forever, it won't be done. We didn't throw up our hands and go, I guess God's trying to tell us something. We went, I, I used to drive by that and look at the woods and go, Lord, I want to thank you for a road that goes all the way over to, to Humble Tank. And right now we got a road that goes all the way over to Humble Tank. So what I'm saying is don't allow the negatives to dictate to you in life. That's not, that doesn't mean it's God trying to tell you something. Does that make sense? And so you look at, you have to look at it and go, Lord, what are you saying in the middle of this? Now that's where, uh, when I'll give you the last one, and this is the one that I think the Lord has led me and led joy this way more than any other time, is just simply the Holy Spirit highlighting verses in the Bible to us that gives us insight as to what to do. Now, some of you heard this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again about my mom. When I was 19, I came to the Lord. When I got back to college, I fell away. And for three years, I was pretty backslid. And my mother, who was a wonderful Christian lady, she was just in agony about it. And just, man, because it looks like her son was so on fire for the Lord, and this went the other way. And her daughter, I don't have one, I have one sister, and she was far away from God. And it, my mom was, was bothered by it. So she got up. One night she couldn't sleep. And she got up and she began to pray and read her Bible. Stop. She did something smart right there. She put herself in a position to be guided. You're giving God something to work with. She got up and she could have gotten up and just wrung her hands and walked the floor and, and worried. But she got up and she just began to pray. And then she got her Bible out. She began to read her Bible. Guys, I, can I tell you, that's, listen, worrying is, is a fruitless endeavor. But praying and reading your Bible is never wasted time. And she began just to pray and get up. And she's, she's praying. She's reading her Bible. And she was, she was looking in Isaiah. She loves the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah 44, I'm going to read this out of, it should be in the King James. Isaiah 44. Put that up, guys. Here's, here's the verse that came to her. Say, yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I've chosen. Thus said the Lord that made thee and formed thee. This is King James. From the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jerusalem, who I have chosen. For I will 
pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the watercourses. And one shall say, I'm the Lord's. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. Now, my mom was up praying and reading, and that verse just got highlighted to her. Now, I'm not saying it, it highlighted and she had it marked in yellow. I'm not saying that she did. But what happened is it just it, it came alive to her. It's, have you ever had that happen where you read a verse and it just something sparks in you? And you go, that's for me. Listen, this promise, this promise isn't for people with wayward children. This promise was to Israel. And God was saying, I'm going to do this. But the Holy Spirit can take promises in the Bible and apply them to you. And what happened is my mom read that verse and she said, you're going to pour your spirit upon my seed and your blessing upon my offspring. And one will call himself by the, by the name of Jacob. One will call himself the Lord's. And my mom knew in her heart, not nothing feeling, no angel, no scroll, no nothing. In her heart, she knew that's a promise from God. So what my mom did was begin to re relax a bit about how she handled me. Because when I would come home, my mother was going to, man, she's going to work Jesus into every conversation. It's a beautiful day. Jesus made the day. Yes, he did, mom. I got that. We're going to have a meal. Aren't you glad we got a meal? Mom's going to pray. Oh, mom's going to pray. We're going to be here a while. Mom's trying to work Jesus into every conversation. But when this happened, what she did, she had a promise. The old timers had a phrase for a promise like that, standing on the promises. You ever heard that? There's a song called Standing On, it's an old hymn called Standing On The Promises. What it did was it gave her something to stand on because her son looked like he was going anywhere but close to God. And her daughter was into all kinds of Japanese culture and, and stuff. She's a long way from God. So she had nothing she could depend on, but the Holy Spirit quickened something to her heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So my mom grabbed that verse. Say, well, did everything turn around all at once? No. Let's, let's fast forward about two and a half years. Two and a half years, I, I, get, I get transferred to Houston, Texas to sell Wrangler jeans. Greensboro to, to Houston. I took, the, I took it, man. And everyone was saying, oh, don't. They said, don't go to Houston. It traffic's a mess. It's hot. Don't go there. I'm like, I'm going, man. This sounds, this sounds great. I just broke up with a girl. I'm going to Houston. Dallas was the big television show of the day. Texas was, Texas was hot. I got myself some jeans, tight jeans, and some pointy-toed cowboy boots and showed up in, in Houston. Couldn't wear a hat because I looked like Howdy Doody with a hat. It was ridiculous, me in a hat. We came, so I, I came down, and, I, and I'm living in Clear Lake City, and I walk out to the pool one day to get my mail, and there's this beautiful vision of a woman with long, curly, dark hair and a leopard print bikini. Remember, I'm away from God. So I didn't have holy thoughts. I went, ooh. I'm going to come back and meet her. So I brought my work down by the pool, positioned my chair where I could talk to her. I said, what are you reading? She said, I'm reading my Bible. Great. 
But inwardly, I said, I'm going to have to use my Christian approach on this one. Single women, beware. <laughs> beware of the wolfy kinds that use the Christian approach. Long story short. Long story. God used joy to absolutely convict my life. And I came back. I, I came back to the Lord. I, I asked her if we, if, if, I asked her, I said, honey, you think, you think we have a future together? So I looked at me, she said, no. She said, no. She said, the man I marry is going to be the spiritual head of my house. Single women, listen, that's a good, that's a good line right there. That's, that's better than, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> and, and I started to weep. I came under such conviction. I just wept. And I felt so embarrassed because that's like the number one rule of guyhood. You, you don't weep in front of women when they reject you. You handle it with, like, you're lost, babe. You know, something, something along, <laughs> something but full of testosterone. And so I'm weeping. And, and I take her back, and I fall across my bed, and I give my life back to the Lord. And I ask him about joy, and it, I've only heard, I would say I've only heard God's voice almost audibly once. I don't know if it was audible, but it seemed like it. And he said, she's yours. I went, touchdown. Told her, she went, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> but trust in the Lord with all your, lean not on your own. Yeah, I won that one. And, uh, and, and the Lord helped us there. So I started reading a Bible. Joy actually got me uh, a Bible. And I, I began to read my Bible. And as I, man, I just began to devour the Bible. Just started reading it. And I started in Genesis, because that's where it's the beginning, right? And so I started in Genesis, and I hit this verse in uh, Genesis 29, 20. It said, so Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of his love for her. Well, Joy was, was only stopping through Houston. She was going back to her hometown in Miami, Florida. And... Even when we met and, and, and had this two-week whirlwind romance, she's going back. We were going to be separated. So when I found that verse, I went, oh, man. It just, it, it's got, that, that verse got jumped out at me. And I went, that's me, man. I'm like Jacob. And I've met Rachel. And even though we're going to be apart, the years will seem like days because of his love for her. Hey, I'm a new Christian and I'm 22, okay? So give me a break. But I related to Jacob, all right? So what does that got to do with anything? Remember that verse I read you out of Isaiah? One, because I told my mom, I said, hey, mom, I met this girl. Her name is Joy. I think she's the right one. She's going to be away from me, but, but, we're gonna, but I, I believe we're going to get together. But mom, you know what? I feel just like Jacob. Just like Jacob. And my mom got off the phone. And the Holy Spirit said, and one will call himself by the name of Jacob. He fulfilled that promise to her down to the letter. 
That story chokes me up every time I tell it because I realize the goodness and the bigness of God. And if he would do that for a kid who was away from God and running the other direction, if he would do it for a mom who was just simply crying out, will he give you a promise? Will he give you something you can stand on? In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. My mom got up to pray. She got up to read her Bible. When you're doing that, gosh, you're not clicking a box. You're acknowledging God, saying, God, I need you in my life. We need you in 2021. We need to know what's going on. I need you for my kids. I need you for my business. I need you to know, can he, can he do that? Can he give you a promise? Can he give you something you can stand on? It may be, my God shall supply all your needs. Well, we can claim that as a giver, but I'm talking about he can show you something that pertains to just you. That verse in Isaiah did not pertain to, to my mother believing for lost children. But the Holy Spirit tailor-made it for her. 20 years later, my sister comes back. Fulfilled it to the letter. She now is a believer. She watches all the time. I'm her pastor. God, can God do that? He can. The more areas we acknowledge him, the more areas he's able to direct. So, in the coming year, as we end these last few weeks, it's a busy time, I know. This would be a good time just to spend some time with the Lord. If you get some extra time, maybe you've got some holidays, maybe spend some extra time and say, Lord, I, I, I need you to speak to my heart. I'm not, again, not an angel, not a scroll. As you're reading your scriptures, he can give you something that can help you. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's my prayer for you. Let me pray for you. Father, we're grateful that you care about each and every one of us. Right now, you know where every one of us are, the ones here, the ones watching online. You know exactly what's going on, and you know what we need to make it through that challenge, to make it through this difficult time, to make it with the uncertainty that's up ahead. Thank you for the promises that belong to all of us. Lord, I thank you for the ones that you're able to make real to us. And for all of these who came, all these who chose to watch on a Wednesday night when they could be doing something else, if they've honored you, Lord, I just ask you during this Christmas season, that you would honor them, that you would give them words they can stand on, words that will give them a foundation, words that can strengthen them, promises of you that they can say in their heart, I know the Lord is leading me here. He's helping me. Father, thank you. I know I love these people, but you love them so much more. So thank you for doing that for them. I ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads one more time. If you, if you came this, this evening or if you're watching online and you say, you know what, Alan, I don't know that I have a relationship with the Lord. I, I had one at one time. Or, or maybe you never did. Or you're just not sure. Or we're going to say a prayer. It's a simple prayer. We're not going to have you stand up or come to the front. It's a prayer that you, we're going to lead you in it, but it's a heart prayer. It's powerful. 
that's you that I'm talking to tonight. You say, Alan, I, I, I don't have a relationship or I'm not sure of my relationship with the Lord, but I want to be sure or I've been away from him and I want to come back. I want to be in on this prayer. That's me you're talking to. Would you just slip your hand up real quickly across the auditorium? It says me. Thanks. Yes, thanks. Great. Anybody else? Thank you. All right. Put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you're watching online, listen. If you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're around other people, you can pray it quietly. We're going to pray with you. We'll pray it as a, as a church family. Talk about a marvelous promise. This is the best one yet. So let's pray it out loud. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. But God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Now, just before we go, if you would just keep your head bowed. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer tonight, for those online who are watching, who come to you, for those who've come back. Father, I thank you for them. Father, I ask you for, for those who are our Wednesday nighters and they're not part of Sundays. And so this is our last meeting with them for the year. I ask you, Father, for your blessings upon them, that you would strengthen them in the upcoming year. Father, that you would be more real to them and that they would have life and have it more abundantly. Father, we're grateful for that. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the blessings that we barely just even tapped into. Thank you that 2021 can be a year of life more abundantly. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. We love you. We're praying for you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.